0: I was reading this testimony of a medical doctor when he was in training, and he, the instructor brought out a, an x-ray, and the students were asked to find out what's wrong. They went for hours. They couldn't find anything. They just kept going through it. Don't, I don't see anything. I don't, there's nothing. There's, I see nothing wrong with this, with this picture, with this x-ray. And the instructor finally says, well, I I have to admit, there's really nothing wrong, but I had to tell this patient he has cancer. He said, have you noticed that there's no left clavicle? There's no left clavicle. There's that little narrow bone here. And they looked. Sure enough, cancer had eaten away the bone. Sometimes it's not what's wrong, it's what's not there. It's what's missing. That's wrong. So I want I want to preach today on the power of doing nothing. Something's missing. We spend a lot of time talking about what's wrong with our society, what's wrong with our country, what's wrong with our families, what's wrong with this. Yeah, there's a lot wrong, but maybe it's not so much about what's wrong but about what's missing. And I think really what's missing is what has been there literally for millennial There are testimonies from the ancient Greeks, from the Romans, um, from the Middle Ages. I mean, all through history, everyone has always talked about keeping one day, one day, Even 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 the idol worshipers, even the heathens. Talk about one day set aside. Isn't that interesting that it's endured through all all kinds of religions, uh, the the Jewish religion, uh, Hindus, Buddhists. They they all talk about taking one day off until now. We are now the first generation, perhaps in the history of mankind, that work 24-7. This this 24-7 kind of, you know, we're 24/7 There's a store called 7-11. You know why it's called that? Cuz it opened at 7 and closed at 11. But now it's open 24 hours a day. They still call it 7-11. We're still calling things like they were, but things have changed. We're not just 24/7 anymore. We're we're actually we're actually almost like 48-7 because we, even while we're working, we're doing other things. So we're just constantly engaged and never stopping. And I, I want to preach a series that really could transform your life because it's not just about going to church on Sunday. It's about giving God a day. Giving yourself a day. A day to pray and a day to play. Time with Him. You say, I just don't hear God. Well, d- d- duh. How can you hear God when you're surrounded by noise 24 hours a day, 7 days a week? You say, I can't hear God. Well, that's because the drumbeat of everything else is, is it's just driving us crazy. We can't, we can't hear God anymore. God said this day was holy. So let's talk, let's talk through this. And I think you probably got the little, because I need to just hit a whole bunch of points. We're going to throw them up on the screen. Some of these will get elaborated in the weeks to come. So this is kind of a different kind of sermon, but I just want to hit these and, and just, just overwhelm you with the importance of keeping a Sabbath and how we got to do it. I said we have to do it. You can no more, this is a law of nature, you can no more ignore uh, uh, one day off out of seven than you can ignore gravity. It will catch up to you. You will be less effective when you work seven than you would be if you worked six. So let's, let's, let's see, why, why did God say this day was holy? Number one. Can you all keep up they there? Good. Number one, because we stop to look at all he has done. And number two, because we realize it's what he has done, not us. Now, now think, I want you to think in terms of Adam here. Adam's first day, right? He looks at everything God has done. He has done nothing. Number three, we realize that in stopping, we're trusting God for the increase. We're not making bricks 24-7. We're not constantly feeling a need to produce, produce, produce. For one day, we do nothing. And, and, And in your little mind, you're saying, I'm not making money today. I'm not getting anything done today. Come on. Some of you are like that, but a lot of us have got caught up. In this, I got, I got. You know, we just feel guilty when we're not doing anything. Anybody like that? Uh huh. So I just, you know, sometimes I find myself not doing anything, and I'm thinking, I should be doing something. I can't believe I'm doing nothing. What's going on here? I know there's something I should be doing. And, and we've gotten into the mindset where we actually got to believe that we are the thing that's getting things done instead, it's, instead of it's God that's getting things done. It becomes all about us instead of all about Him. So God says one day a week, do absolutely nothing and watch me take care of you anyway. Watch me provide enough manna. Oh, next week I want to talk about maggots in the manna. Don't miss that one. <laughs> God says, I'll, I'll provide double. I'll produce when you're not doing anything. Yeah. Wow. You'll have more money working six days than you would seven days. Oh, I challenged you there. Number four, it's holy because we realize, Adam realized this, that, at, that God is not a slave driver. God, it's not requiring you to work 24-7. Even spiritual things. By the way, there's a difference between being spiritual and doing spiritual things. Doing the work of the Lord is not a seven-day thing that you have to do. You have to take one day to listen, to prepare. And it's not about just resting from what you did, but resting for what's ahead. Being ready. We're going to talk about that in the weeks to come. God is not a slave driver. When he created Adam, he, he told him, you know, the three things I want you to do. Here's, you know, you know, I want you to multiply. I want you to keep the garden. I want you to take dominion over all the animals. And Adam's probably, Adam had his iPad out and he's taking notes. He's going, wow, that's a lot of animals and I got to take dominion over them. And he's trying to figure all this stuff out. And God said, whoa, 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 whoa. This is what you have to do, but we'll start tomorrow. Today, I just want to. Today, I just want to have a picnic with you, Father. People have been making fun of my shirt today. They, they, someone sewed this for me from a picnic blanket. So I, I had to go there since so many already did. You already think, boy, that looks like a picnic blanket now. Okay, are we over it now? Are we over it? Help us, Jesus. Farmer Bruce. So here we go. God's not a slave driver. In Egypt, they work 24-7. Let my people go so they can worship me. And I think sometimes we need to start putting our foot down and say, the Sabbath is more important than anything. It's more important than my kids' sports. Oh, yes, I went there. It's more important than me making more money. It's more important than me cleaning the house. (laughs) Oh, you like that one. Why is this house a mess? It's the Sabbath, leave me alone. It's more important than cutting your grass. It's more important than a lot of things, and we just we just we just gotta start figuring out that this is more important. doing nothing is more important. Wow, wow. We, number five, we realize that God loves us for who we are, not how many bricks we can make. Yeah. Yeah. And some of us have fallen into this, and we didn't mean to do it, but we kind of followed that God'll love me more if I do more. God loved you before you were doing anything. God loved you when you were his enemy. He loved you when you were against him. So I know he loves you now. You can't make him love you more. He's not sitting in heaven and saying, Whoa, Did you see? Michael, did you see what they did? I'm really impressed. You can't impress God. God never looks down and says, Man, that joy. Whew. No. And, and it's not that you're, you can't measure up either. It, it's just the opposite. He loves you the way you are. I mean, he really loves you. You say, well, why do I do anything then? Because you love him. <laughs> Some husbands take out the trash because their wife will kill them if they don't. And some husbands take out the trash because they love their wives. Amen? I won't ask you which one you are. I won't ask We all have our days. Number six what needs to be done is already done. He hung on the cross and said, It is finished. It's finished. And we're just responding in love to what God has already done. I got news for you. He doesn't really need us. <laughs> but he's included us. Because it's for our benefit, not his. I like this quote from Eugene Peterson. He's the guy that wrote the, uh, or, you know, did the translation, the message. He said, Sabbath, definition. Sabbath is that uncluttered time and space in which we can distance ourselves from our own activities enough to see what God is doing. So why is the Sabbath important? By the way, after church, we're going to pass out T-shirts that say, I survived pastor's 14-point message. It's going to be amazing. Number one. Again, this is a different kind of sermon. I'm just I'm just giving you stuff that you can take home and sleep on and pray over because you're gonna take a nap this afternoon. Yes, you nap on the Sabbath. Don't get weird on me. It's a time to sleep, a time to rest. Or not. Go home, take a walk. Eat whatever you want. Pay for it tomorrow. <laughs> Why is the Sabbath important? Number one, because it's not just good, it's holy. Six days of creation, after every day, what did God say? It is good. It is good. How many know if God says it's good, it's? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. It's good. It's really good. But on the seventh day, he didn't say it's good. Seventh day, he did nothing, and he said it is holy. So what you do Monday through Saturday is good. But what you do on Sunday is holy. And that's why we can't let anything mess with that. I've struggled over the years to try to figure out a time that I can do Sabbath because y'all are just sitting there resting right now. But I'm working up a sweat, and after this, I'm going to go back and I'm going to teach a, a class for the next step. And after that, I'm going to marry a couple. Okay, so I got a full day already. Okay, so here we go. So that's it's kind of hard for me, but 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 now with uh, with the Crestline campus and Pastor Allen over there preaching, I I don't have to do Sunday nights. So all of a sudden, I have a Sabbath, and it's from when, when I'm done with y'all, which might be 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 24 hours later to 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock on Monday. 24 hours, me and Jesus. I'm not answering my phone. I, I need to disconnect in order to connect. Um, they know how to reach me if it's an emergency but we but i i think after all these years i think i might finally have i've i've done it on mondays i've tried fridays and saturdays and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't so I'm, every week it's different but but i'm i'm thinking maybe i finally got 24 hours where it's just me and jesus believe me i'm going to sleep in on monday amen it's holy say it's holy It's not just good, it's holy. It's set apart, it's special. Number two, the Sabbath is important because it's the day that God rested. God did this. If God does this, should we not follow Him? He said it's holy. The Sabbath, the word Sabbath in Hebrew literally means to stop exerting, stop making efforts. Stop. Just stop. (laughs) We We should just do a mass text on Sunday morning. Stop. Take a shower. Okay. Come to church. Okay. Go home. Be with family. Be with friends. It's a good time to have people over. But cook on Saturday. Microwave on Sunday. Go for a walk. Go fishing. Spend time with Jesus. Pray. Turn the turn the worship music on. Turn TV off. Turn the phone off. <laughs> Do you ever leave your phone somewhere and you're like just three minutes away and you're already like... <laughs> What's happened to us? Say, stop. That means Sabbath. Number three, this is a special day. This was Adam's first day of life. His first day was not a day to work. It was a day to rest. God made him and said, do nothing today, Adam. Here's what I want you to do, but not today. Today is our day. Today is our day. Didn't even have Eve yet. (laughs) Today is our day. You and me. Can you imagine God playing with Adam? Because I think they played. They walked. They talked. They got, you know, he had no childhood. He just suddenly appeared. He had no, he had no, Mommy issues, no, no, daddy issues. I mean, even after he got married, there was no, no jealousy, no unfaithfulness. He wasn't even tempted to look at another monkey. I mean, it was nothing. He had no in-laws. Careful, careful. No in-laws. <laughs> wow. It was his, it was the first day of life, and it was a day of rest. How about this one, number four? It's the only one of the ten commandments that we find in creation. None, the other nine are not in creation. Sabbath, the fourth commandment, it is a commandment, by the way. The, the fourth commandment, we see it on day one of of Adam's life. Wow. The other nine weren't there. But God made sure he talked about Sabbath on that one day. Are you all getting this? Number five, it's the fourth commandment, and it's listed between the first three, which are about honoring and obeying God, and the last, uh, last five or six that are about how we honor and treat each other. So the fourth commandment is kind of a fulcrum between the two. And it's, we, we, we balance our relationship with God with our relationship with everybody else. And it's all, it's all balanced out through that fourth commandment. It's right in the middle of our relationship with God and our relationship with man. Come on now. It's important. Number six, it's interesting that it's the longest commandment. Read, read the, I know we, we're used to seeing just the short version on the tablets, but go back, go back in Exodus and read them. When he gets to the fourth commandment, he goes on he, he, for a whole paragraph because he says, listen, the Sabbath is not just for man. It's for the animals. Let your dog rest. No fetching, rover, rover, ro- whatever his name is, rover. Even the field was supposed to rest. Go water the plants and say, Sabbath. Just bless them. Come on. It's the longest commandment. Number seven, it's the only commandment that starts by saying remember. God knows we probably won't forget. We'll break all of them. By the way, someone someone said online the other day that now now you can literally break all Ten Commandments on your phone. Isn't that crazy? Think about what Jesus said. You can break all the commandments by getting online. But the fourth commandment is the only one where he says, remember something. Because he knows how easy it is to forget God. And get caught up in everything we think we have to do. And how important we think we are. And how uh, in, you know, valuable we are. And, and the world would just end without us. Well, one day you're going to die. And guess what? We're all going on. We're all just move on. Amen? Just stop one day and realize that God's going to take care of everything. Number eight, the Sabbath is for everybody, every animal, and every field. This is important that we start honoring the Sabbath. We've gotten to the point where going to church and being part of the church is the last thing we do. It's the thing we do when we don't have time. When, we, when, we, when, when everything else is done, we'll go to church. Where has the sacrifice come? Where has the prioritizing, come? you know? Why, you know, there's people that, they go to church once a month now, and they think, "Man, I'm doing it." And of course, it's not just about being; it's not just about going to church, but that is what God, what Jesus left us, and we we come together on that day. I, I think I put I think I put this on Facebook or somewhere. And, and that is, a, a single cell can survive in a, in a test tube. I almost said a toothbrush. <laughs> Probably too. <laughs> that's bacteria. Uh, <laughs> a single cell can exist in a test tube, but it'll never grow until it's part of something larger. By the way, that's what disproves evolution too, because you can't get all this from one cell. A cell needs to be part of other cells. So it's not just one cell, you know, lightning striking a mud puddle. I don't know about you, but everything lightning strikes, it usually kills it. So So they, they just think, you know, some cell started in a mud puddle, but a, but a cell can't live without other cells. Uh, if evolution is true, you'd have to create an entire system, a self-supporting system of cells, and they all have to re- they all have to be come immediately, at the same time, in the same place. Interacting together because one cell can't live without other cells, it can exist in a test tube, but it'll never be more than a cell until you connect it to other cells. You can be a Christian by just staying at home and not going to church, but you can exist as a Christian, but you can't grow as a Christian unless you gather yourselves together. It's just the way it works. I'm sorry but somebody hurt my feelings. Yeah, and someone's going to do it again. Get over it. We're just people and we do that to each other. That's the power of forgiveness. And if you forgave them, you'd be over it by now. Mm. God help us. We can't grow unless we're together. So, well, I just watch them on TV. Just hearing a sermon is not what Christianity is all about. Can I put it like this? A lot of times it's about learning how to put up with each other. That's the only way to grow. Sometimes the only way to grow is to get hooked up with some drama person. And learn how to work your way through it. Let's, for, let's wrap this up. Mark chapter 2, verse 23. The Sabbath is all about Jesus. Matthew, I mean Mark, one of the Gospels. One Saturday on the day of rest, on the Sabbath, Jesus and disciples were walking through a field of wheat. The disciples were hungry, so they plucked off some heads of grain to eat, which was against the law. Please don't make the Sabbath a law. Please don't do that. Next verse. But when some of the Pharisees, when some of the church people saw what was happening, they said to him, look, your disciples shouldn't be harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Huh. They should starve. Jesus responded, have you ever read what King David and his men did when they were hungry? Okay. They entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and they ate the sacred bread, you know, uh, of God's presence. They violated the law by eating bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. But there is one here who is even greater than the temple. There's one here greater than the law. Then, Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for the sake of people, not people for the Sabbath. I've made the Sabbath to be a blessing to you. Don't make it hard. Don't make it legalistic. Quit, and my God, don't judge other people what they do on their Sabbath. For this reason, the Son of Man exercises his lordship over the Sabbath. The King James says it very clear. He is Lord of the Sabbath. He is Lord of the Sabbath. can I just can I just aggravate you for a minute? What? Uh, Listen, Glory has an uncle and aunt. We I have known them. We don't get to see them very often. Once every ten years or so, but they they are the most precious, godly people I've ever met in my life. Strict. Strict. Oh my God! But in that strictness, they don't judge anyone. They don't condemn anyone. It's just. That's just the way they choose to live. You can live holy. You can be strict about everything. But don't use that as a platform to judge other people who don't live the way you. That's just about me. That's how I live. Okay? But they would travel a lot. But here's the thing. They would travel a lot. They had a motor home. But they they never bought gas on Sunday. They never ate at a restaurant on Sunday. They never stayed in a hotel on Sunday. If they had to camp out in the woods, that's what they did. Because if you buy gas or buy food, you're making someone else. What if all the Christians refused, refused to go to the restaurant on Sunday? They might actually stop. They might actually have to close on Sunday. Whew. Yeah, but what about all the tips? You know, Christians don't tip very well anyway. I hear that everywhere. Oh, Sunday. I got to work on Sunday. Yeah, the Christian group is here. They're so tight. (laughs) You You ought to tip more than what's normal. Finally, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, to preach... To prisoners, you are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee. That's the sabbatical. That's the seven times seven Sabbaths. For the time of God's great acceptance, His favor is upon us. Sabbath is favor. Sabbath is God's favor. He's not a slave driver. It's God's favor. He loves us, wants to spend time with us. Don't ask me why. He likes to spend time with the people you don't. Think about that. So maybe you should like spending time with everybody. How many feel like we need to reevaluate Sabbath and start putting God, start putting God? this day of rest, just stop. Stop the phone. Stop the Internet. Stop the TV. Stop something. Stop working. Stop worrying. Start living. Just live on that day. It's the day the Lord has made.